Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Joining us now on the line, Louis Ng, the Nisun GRC Member of Parliament. Uh, Louis, good morning. Welcome to Weekend Mornings. Good morning. How are you? Great. Great to have you with us. Uh, as Neil just mentioned, we have already been talking this morning quite a lot about uh, smoking in the home, trying to take the temperature of, uh, of people that are listening to our show re- regarding this. What was, the, what was the impetus for you to get involved in this topic? Um, it started some time back, but I, I'm really raising this motion now because um, of my last parliamentary question, which really showed that there has been a huge spike in the number of complaints with regard to secondhand smoke uh, in your homes. And a lot of them have tried to go to mediation at the CMC that's gone up quadrupled, actually, during the circuit breaker period. Mm. So it's an issue that a lot of people are facing. And I think w- what scares me the most is that you can die from secondhand smoke. So it's it's not a smell issue or a discomfort of seeing the smoke, but I think in 2016, 383 people in Singapore died due to secondhand smoke. It's about a person dying every day for, you know, and they might be non-smokers. So it's really a public health issue, as far as you're concerned. It is, and that's that's why we need to do something about it. It's not your neighbourly noise issue or dispute about uh, wet laundry. Those, uh, we can help mediate, but this one's really beyond that. It is a public health issue. Well, Lewis, we've never seen such a one-sided debate before. There's, there's no other side to this debate based upon the responses we're having. I'll just read you okay. some at random. Fiona, I would like to support uh, Lewis's smoking ban in the homes, please. Have been suffering secondhand smoke every day. Mm-hmm. Goes on and on and on. Most frustrating when inconsiderate neighbours smoke incessantly at their balconies, blowing smoke into other people's apartments. The units below and above are affected by the smoke and people throwing cigarette butts, which blow into their apartment we have many many comments like this running through the morning lewis so my question to you is what do you prepare uh, plan to propose in parliament on monday what changes are you proposing for the smoking act so i think we can take a middle ground here which is that i'm not proposing to ban smoking in your homes but what i'm proposing is that we ban smoking near windows and at the balconies of your hdb flat or private apartment so this will help minimise the effects of second-hand smoke on your neighbours. At the same time, it balances uh, the rights of smokers to smoke in their own homes. And I think that's a good balance there. And to be honest, you know, this is what NEA does already. When there's an issue of smoking and the neighbours complain, they would tell the neighbour, please don't smoke at your windows or at the balcony. So I'm just trying to help the NEA officers by making sure that they can enforce what they're already telling people to do on the ground. Right. Playing devil's advocate here, Lewis. Again, I I, I emphasise the point. I don't think you're going to get anyone disagree with your proposal, but I I fear enforcement may be an issue. How do you enforce this? Do do NEA officers have to walk around housing estates, both public and private, looking for people smoking out of their windows, looking for people smoking on their balconies? As much as I support it, as all of our listeners do, is it going to be problematic to enforce? Um, So I'll cover that in the speech as well which is that we, we already have thermal cameras, which we use to catch people smoking at their corridors. We have cameras to catch people uh, uh, doing high-rise littering. So it's actually using that same technology, the same cameras that will catch you smoking at your windows or your balconies. If you smoke inside your house, these cameras won't catch you. And so they, they not, uh, I know there's an issue of whether it's too intrusive, so we're not going to point the cameras into your house, but it's the same technology that we use now to catch you when you throw your cigarette butt out of your window. 
Yeah, we're speaking with Louis Ng, the Nisun GRC Member of Parliament, who will be talking on Monday uh, in Parliament, starting on Monday, about the effects of secondhand smoking in homes. Uh, just about everybody, maybe with the exception of a landed property owner uh, who has a large home and a large yard, but uh, everybody has had some experience with smoke. And as you rightly mentioned, during the circuit breaker, it was made more so because of everybody being at home. This idea of us kind of trying to be more gracious toward each other, in some cases, it it hasn't seemed to really catch on. And the only alternative would be for somebody to literally sort of leave their home, go downstairs, outside, and away from the building to smoke. And and how, how realistic is that if they don't want to, in fact, smoke in their house, you know, far away from the windows? That's why I'm pushing for a middle ground. So a step forward, which is we might not be able to completely eradicate the effects of secondhand smoke, but the proposal now is to minimize it. Mm-hmm. And if we can take a step forward, uh, why not? Again, that we can balance the rights of both smokers and non-smokers. Yeah. And you know, as you, you rightly pointed out, that in the public area now, if you're affected by secondhand smoke, you just move away. But when you are trapped in your house and there's secondhand smoke, I mean, how many of us can just move house to another place because... They're affected by it. Yeah. And on that point, you, oh, sorry, you, carry you on read the, the comments, it really is quite scary. A lot of them are worried about their babies, about their elderly parents, um, yeah. about the, the health risk as well. They have lung issues and things, asthma, things like that, right? And that has been a key uh, theme through this morning's topic this idea that the civic responsibility, where people actually step onto their balconies to smoke, to take the smoke away from their own apartments end up passing them on to other people's apartments. That seems to be the most pertinent aspect of this debate. So just to clarify, Lewis, is that part of the discussion that smoking on balconies will no longer be permitted? Is, is that correct? Yes, that's the proposal from the GPC. So the, this will be a call not just from me, but for the Government Parliamentary Committee for Sustainability and the Environment. I agree hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't, none of our listeners would disagree with you this morning. Not one. But it's just that issue <laughs> okay. of a balcony is a part of someone's home, isn't it? So yeah. would they argue that therefore it's an intrusion or an infringement, if you like, of their personal space, their civil liberties, because you're dictating their behaviour within their own home? Um, that has been the government's reply, actually, which I will also address. For reply that it is already illegal for you to be naked in your own homes if your neighbor can see you. <laughs> it's illegal to keep cats because we feel Neil. it might affect your neighbor. Um, it's illegal to make too much noise in your own home after 10.30. Mm. Um, and in March this year, I passed a new law to say that it's illegal for you to feed wild animals in your own homes. Mm. So all these things are intrusive. We've already legislated against it. And these things don't kill you. Mm. Let alone now secondhand smoke that kills you. There is really precedent set about legislating on what you can do at home, surely we can add on second-hand smoke, which could kill you. And I, I keep stressing that part. The, yeah. I mean, being naked could be an eye, so I know everybody laughs at that part. But you cannot be naked in your own home if your neighbour can see you. Now, how is that... What, I'm on my third warning, Lewis. I'm on my third warning. For the people of Senkang, for the people of Senkang, I apologise. I will stop. I will. I was going to say, Lewis, you may want to send some enforcement officers over to Neil's place, but I won't tell you why. Uh, Unless he's unless he's naked and smoking at the same time. Exactly on his balcony. (laughs) So, Lewis, what is the process on on Monday in Parliament when you start talking about this? What what exactly happens? What is the procedure? And what will it lead to from, from your perspective? 
what will it be to? I mean, I, I hope the proposal will be accepted, but I will deliver the speech. I, I guess the minister from the Ministry of Social, well, Ministry of Sustainability and Environment will give a reply. I'm not sure who yet, actually. Can other members of Grace. Can other members of Parliament? Uh, is there a question and answer type time for you after your speech, or how does that work? Um, if there's some time left, I could pose some more questions. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I, I just a slightly not. Complex counterpoint to this. As I say, it's been such a one-sided argument, but one or two of our listeners have said there will not be changes because, and this is a cliche that you hear across the world, Lewis, smoking makes a lot of money for the government because of the heavy taxes that are imposed upon, you know, packets mm. of cigarettes. I mean, what would, your, what would be your thoughts on that? There's the view of, about that on the ground, but if you look at what this government has done, uh, we have increased the minimum legal age for smoking. We have uh, increased the list of restricted areas where you can't smoke. We have made Orchard Road a no-smoke zone. And that is the government's push to try and reduce smoking, which will reduce taxes, and increase the number of areas where you can't smoke. And that's why I'm saying now we, we protect you so much in the public area. You cannot smoke in, in Orchard Road. You cannot smoke under any sheltered buildings, uh, linkways. You cannot smoke five metres from a playground or an exercise station. But it's then weird that all of a sudden when you're in your own home, we don't protect you there where you spend the most of the time. The policies don't really match. And Lewis, so we're speaking with Lewis Ng, the uh, Nisun Member of Parliament. When you, when you look at the costs uh, in Singapore, you mentioned uh, some time ago there was almost one death per day from secondhand smoking. But when you look at the actual costs in hospital to treat smokers that would maybe be using MediSave, MediShield monies, government money, Do, is that quantifiable? Can we tell how much is being spent to cure or to treat smokers' diseases? I haven't, gone, I haven't looked into that part yet. But there is obviously, there is obviously a, a knock-on effect, isn't there? Because people say it raises yep. money through taxes, but it also costs money when you treat smoking-related illnesses. It does, I'm sure, again. Yeah. Cancer is on the rise. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not too sure about this, to be honest. I haven't I've done the, the research into yeah, I was just what wondering the healthcare costs associated to smoking. Yeah, I was wondering about the economic component to this, but hopefully that will be something also in the future that we can look at because I, I, I would imagine that there is going to be a, a fairly large cost to society, right, to pay for these. There uh, will be, for sure. Absolutely. Now, I have one final question for you, Lewis. I couldn't let you go without a serious complaint. And let me tell you what it is. <laughs> what? Right now, this is a serious complaint to my MP. You're not Lewis, my MP. Lewis is clearly taking it seriously yeah, as he's it, laughing. It's a very serious complaint. Thanks to you. Thanks to you. And I can't t- take you seriously now. No, no, come on. And entirely. Me, you and me both, I'm Lewis. just picturing you naked on the balcony. Yeah, so I well, can't take you seriously at all. Well, oh. nor can my neighbours, but that's another issue completely. Thanks to you, I can't yes. sign up for the Katibongsu Nature Park kayaking tour because every single tour in the country is now fully booked because you did a video, you know that video you did on uh, the Katibongsu waterways? Every tour in the country is now fully booked, my friend. I'm on a waiting list. <laughs> because, and you might want to explain to our listeners what I'm talking about, but, you know, the, the waterways around the mangroves of Ni Sun are now slowly opening up as you open up a new nature park and they're going to be kayaking tours. And since you yep. did that video, the interest has gone through the roof and I can't get a kayak for love nor money, my friend. So well done, sort of. <laughs> 
now I'm imagining you naked on a couch. Oh, well, no. that was the plan. It's that all, was the plan. <laughs> it's, it's all about Neil. It's all about Neil. Now, but on a serious note, um, it's in your constituency, I believe, and the Katibonsu yeah, Nature Park is opening up to the public soon, uh, where uh, residents and non-residents will be able to explore the waterways, the mangroves, on kayaks. I think that's a wonderful initiative, and I'm sure w- w- you would agree. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, we're uh, extremely excited. I mean, it's such a nice area in the heart of Nisun. Uh, but we're going to make sure that we do this responsibly and sustainably as well. So uh, we're working with NPARC to develop the park to make sure that we can conserve what is there and to also preserve the, or bring back the heritage that we've lost there. There used to be prom farming there. Mm. And there used to be a temple there, uh, durian plantation as well. So we're bringing both about biodiversity and about heritage. Brilliant. Fantastic. And I must just extremely jump, excited. I, must I mean, just I saw ju- the authors there. That was so I saw beautiful. the video. It was magnificent. Yeah, beautiful. And, and I must just have to jump back in because we did promise that if we got any questions while we had you on air, mm. uh, Serena Lim has written in to say, what about smoking in sheltered hawker centres and coffee shops? That is always a strange one to me, Lewis, that you can sit one table away from someone smoking at a hawker centre because of the designated uh, smoking areas within the coffee shop. Is that something that may or may not be looked at in the future? So we're looking at it now in the sense that for the existing coffee shops with the smoking areas, they can carry on. But the minute there's a new application or someone takes over the coffee shop, uh, we're not allowing any more smoking corners. So mm-hmm. no more new smoking corners in Singapore for the coffee shops. Okay. So it's not uh, second, grandfathered in. Yeah. Yesterday, we just announced that we're, we're giving a grant for the coffee shop owners to upgrade their toilets. Uh, if, it's, if you're willing to remove your smoking area, we'll give you an up to 90% grant. Brilliant. That's fantastic. If you don't, I, I believe, if I'm not wrong, it's 60% only of the grant. So we're trying to, to nudge them with a carrot rather than a stick to slowly and gradually remove the smoking areas. Sounds good. We have to leave it there, Lewis, but thank you so much. Uh, talking to Lewis Ng, the Nisun GRC Member of Parliament, who will on Monday be talking and giving a speech on uh, re-examining secondhand smoking issues in the homes and, and proposing some, some new uh, changes to that uh, law. Thanks, thanks for being with us on Weekend Mornings. Thank Lewis. you. Have a good morning. Bye-bye. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.